Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 135. Thank you so much for tuning in. My next guest is no stranger to the show. As a matter of fact, he was the first celebrity to appear on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast back in 2014. He is none other than Jasper Cole, famously known as Hollywood's bad guy. Jasper was awarded Best Screen Villain by the International Nollywood Film Festival in 2019. He is a veteran character actor with over 112 TV and film credits under his belt, some of which include The Purge, Anarchy, Training Day, ABC TV series The Rookie, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Friday the 13th Part 8, and that blockbuster film from back in the day, MacGruber. Jasper is also the host of the nationally syndicated radio TV show, one-on-one with Jasper Cole, and I personally am thrilled to welcome Jasper back to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. Jasper, how are you? Wow, buddy, buddy, how are you? My God, first of all, 135 episodes. Congratulations. Oh, man, you are number four. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is amazing. I, well, I can't even believe when you said 2014. I'm like, oh my God, it's been five years. Five That's amazing. Years. Yes, man. Where has the time? Where did? Yes. <laughs> well, it's gone straight across my face. That's for sure. <laughs> but um. <laughs> so funny, man. But it's a character. Recently, I had a ca- I had a casting director say to my manager, "We love Jasper. You know, he has the face for Deadwood and the body from Baywatch." Oh. And I was cracking up because <laughs> I thought, well, could we at least pick some shows in the last twenty years if? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, baby. Somehow there was back. somehow yeah. there was a compliment in there somewhere, I yeah. think. I'm not sure, but <laughs> But yeah, man, but that body is kicking, man. Lean and just as muscular as you were in 2014. Come on now. Well, well, thank you. Listen, I don't know. I think maybe you will agree. Maybe your listeners will like to hear this. I feel that if there's any advantage to getting older, which there probably a lot of people don't think there are many, <laughs> I feel like in the in the fitness part of my life, the older I've gotten, the leaner I get, and mm. also you know, muscle has that memory that yes. we talk about. Yes. So it, I don't find I have to work as hard, um, or as often as I felt I used to, and, and maybe I was overtraining as well, mm. but. Um, you know, because I feel like the muscle, once you develop it, it's there. And uh, I, I don't know. People ask me sometimes, are you, what supplements are you taking? Lately, I've been doing this, you know, because I'm kind of crazy. Lately, <laughs> if someone asks me, what are you on? I'll just say, just crystal meth. <laughs> oh, crystal meth. <laughs> and, because, you know, I do play those characters. Yes. Um, I play a lot of those drug drug addicts. But it's so funny to watch. Wow people's reaction in the gym because some people will be like oh really (laughs) (laughs) they believe you (laughs) and i'm like yeah i'm like yeah no kidding don't don't try that at home thank you um thank you (laughs) but the one the one thing the one thing i 
do take, because I always say to people, no, I don't take anything. And then I have to remember, I've been taking um, L-carnitin, you yeah. know, which is an amino acid. Right. Um, wh- wh- I always forget that I do take that. I, I don't even know if it does anything, but I, I think it maybe helps in terms of staying lean because it is sort of supposed to boost a fat burning right. uh, situation. But but otherwise, no, I you know I don't That's take it. anything. But um, it's amazing. But I do find, yeah, I, I don't know. I do find as I've gotten older, um, it's it's easier to stay in shape. I do believe it. I, I think you do too. I yeah. do think diet is so like ninety percent of it. Yes, Jasper, definitely, definitely, yeah. man. And so, do you stay on a strict diet? You know, it's interesting. I do, and a lot of it is by accident. I have developed over the years a lot of food allergies and a lot of um, uh, ga- gastro problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, by just by a process of elimination. I've had to cut out so much of the good stuff, so yeah. I, I I can't really eat any all the sugar and the white process. Like you know, I can't eat pasta and bread, and yes. so I do I do sort of eat a really high protein, uh, low carb diet, and right. it, it 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 it's kind of twofold. It does help me stay lean, but it also helps me feel better, um, and hmm. and stay healthier. So. I have to be totally honest about that. You know, it, 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 I have to really watch the. I can't do like any white rice, white pasta, white bread. But, but honestly, though, the stuff that you can't have is stuff that's bad for you anyway. <laughs> exactly. Really. It, that's that's the irony of it. You know, it's yes. like in a way the body sort of tells you what you mm-hmm. can tolerate and can't tolerate. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, I do eat a lot of mainly just chicken. I'm not a big uh, beef, pork, or Neither and the I. sad part is yeah. I, I don't like. I people are shocked. I'm not a big seafood person. Um, mm. I don't hate fish, but right. given a choice, I will choose like a chicken protein. Just, I think because it's more filling. Right. I never mm-hmm. feel like with fish that I'm getting really enough. full or I'm getting <laughs> enough protein. Yes. <laughs> so no no salmon for you. No, I if I yeah I like if I'm gonna do fish I like a white fish I, I don't like anything fishy smelling or tasting but um but it's I it's a very boring diet you know what I mean it's just boring but it, it works for me and I think you know I don't like the word diet but I think you know you know it's like it's got to become just a a part of your life and then, and then by a process of elimination people have people will find what works for their body their system definitely i always say to people you have to listen to your body too you know mm-hmm. and being around yep. longer like you and i you know a body's been talking to us for a long time <laughs> so right right it'll tell you what's good for it and what's not <laughs> you know and right that's the exactly thing. yes yes so, but what I want to do now, because I want to talk more about your exercise and fitness, but before we do that, tell my listeners about any upcoming TV shows or films that they can see Jasper Cole in. Oh, oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I've got two films coming out. I've got one called Model Home, although the name is going to change, but the distributor hasn't announced the new name, and I can't say it yet. But anyway, it's currently called Model Home, and it's uh, coming out this 
by the end of the year. And in that, I play this character named Walker, who's described as like a desert rat. But it's taking this whole idea of home staging um, for real estate to a whole other level, where instead of just staging a home with furniture, they're actually they hire a single mother and her young kid to live in the house because they want people to see it as a lived-in sort of home. But what happens is you start to find out that this mother is not quite what she appears to be. It's a it's a psychological thriller. Um, I kind of stumble. My character kind of stumbles into a situation where it just goes from bad to worse. But um, for me, who's used to playing sort of the the hunters or the bad people, I, I actually end up sort of being the hunted in mm. this and really? get to be sort of a more of a victim in, in some way. So for me, it was a nice departure to um, to play that side of the of the spectrum. It's Kathy Baker's in it, and this amazing actress Monique Gabriella Kernan, and this little. Well, it's funny. We shot this a number of years ago. This young kid actor, Luke Ganlon, who is probably now a teenager, but um, he he really stills the movie with his performance. And it's just a really psychological take on like um, bipolar disease, mental illness in today's society, how that's not treated always properly, um, and what it can do if you don't treat it. So that that's coming out. And then in January of 2020, I have a film called Captured, which is a horror film. And it's basically about a young rock band uh, of, of millennials that the lead singer, they decide to go back to her home, her home estate that she grew up in and vi- revisit to shoot a home, uh, a music video. And they encounter my character, Shelley who's been the groundskeeper there since she was a little girl, and I still live on the property. And again, they get there, and all kinds of past secrets come out, and chaos ensues, and wow. a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of darkness happens at this old rundown estate, which was uh, uh, in Santa Barbara. So that's, that's coming out uh, January of 2020, which I'm excited about, because it's, yeah, because I get to, I'm sort of the Truly, the old veteran on that on that set with these amazing, you know, twenty year olds. So that was that was kind of fun. Okay, is that is that a that's a movie or a TV series? TV show. Those are both films. Yeah, those are both films. And then on the TV front, I debuted last season on the Rookie, playing uh, Crackhead Fred. Crackhead Fred. And oh, Crackhead Fred is sort of a neighborhood junky druggy that's sort of cleaning himself up and when we first meet fred he's had his 30-day chip so he's been cleaning sober for 30 days um and he's sort of there to sort of help out being sort of an informant so we're hoping that fred will come back um and make some appearances on this upcoming season um we we so i just got introduced last season and we're just they're just starting to shoot season to now, and I hope that he will make it a, a little. A little bird tells me he will. Um, nice. And we will meet my wife. My wife's name is Wilma. Wilma. So you have Fred and yes. Wilma from yes. the Flintstones. Yes. Oh no! Yes. <laughs> and uh, and then my 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 pod, You know, my podcast is now 
Well, it's eight years that I've had a show. The first four years was a show called On the Set with Jasper Cole, and the last four has been uh, One on One with Jasper Cole. And that's you know that's out that's available on iTunes and iHeart and all the platforms. But people can just go to jaspercole.com, and there's a link for One on One with Jasper Cole, and it's got all the archive shows. And and then on Twitter and Instagram, it's Jasper Cole says S A Y S, and then I'm on Facebook, Jasper Cole. So I'm accessible and out there, and anybody can reach out to me. Definitely, man. You know I do, and I well, I read your posts. I I'm a fan of yours. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. Likewise. Now, fan of yours. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said, and, and likewise, I'm a fan of yours. Yeah, I want, I want to hear you say that again. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one on you. I love it. <laughs> but Jasper, now you've been acting in Hollywood for over 30 years now, and mm-hmm. you've been very successful, but what does that feel like to you? You know, it's so interesting. Somebody recently asked me in an interview, what is your definition of success? And it just blurted out. Um, for me, it's called steady employment. Hmm. I think, I think... Yeah, just steady employment. You know, as an actor, you know, we all start out, and and I'm trying to tell young actors if they could stop doing this thing that we all did. It's called When I Make It. You know, I think making it is the journey, and if I could go back and, like, redo anything, it would be just try to live in the moment and, and enjoy the moments because you don't realize that you are, quote, making it, while you're living and working. And I think for me, I was constantly on this, got to get to the next level and, you know, the next level. And what is the next level? And it's never quite attainable. And mm. and finally you get, you reach an age or something and you just realize, wait, God, you know, there is no making it because for everybody who keeps saying, you know, they're going to quote, make it. We all know people in life that have ebbs and flows, yes. right? And so, you reach one, you think you've made it, and then, you know, then you've, you think, oh, no, I've been knocked down again. So I'm just trying to say that, you know, I think for me, it's, I just want to constantly work, and I, I like being respected by my peers. I mean, I love getting, I like that the audience likes my work, but for me, I, just to have my peers and the industry uh, enjoy my work is, is really, that's enough for me. Hmm. That's well said. I guess it's hard for a, a young person just getting in the business, though, to act, to actually understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all about, they feel it's all about getting that big break, you know? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they have these, little, these right. little breaks along the way. Right, and even the thing that they, so when that, quote, big break comes and they've, they've labeled it the big break, yeah. right, then when when they don't when they're kind of not working as much for 5 years suddenly that big break did it was no longer the big break now they're on to the next quote big break you know and you start you start to realize that it it's just all part of the uh, the part of the life of being an actor um you just got to take the good and you and I always say that's why actors usually they need to have quality of life mm. you know they you know you know, have a quality of life and a well-rounded life. And because I, I have woken up now at 55 and, you know, sadly 
I have people that I started this journey with and they, they, they didn't cultivate relationships and they didn't, if they chose not to have kids and their whole focus in life was just, I'm going to be an actor and the hustle and the hustle and the hustle. And then suddenly they're waking up in their fifties now and they're realizing maybe it didn't go the way they thought it would. And they don't really have other things in their life. Mm -hmm. And so you just don't want to, you know, look back and regret. So I think the key is, and there's this thing about, you know, you, you got to live in the big city. You got to be in LA or New York and struggle. And it's like, I, Really? I, you know, I don't know about that. Like at a certain point, have a quality of life, live, live in a, you know, more affordable area and don't kill yourself with rent. And, yes. but you're right. A lot of that is just being young, you know, and, uh, just with, with time, I think comes wisdom, I guess. I hope. We hope. We both hope. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, do you ever look back at that kid from Athens, Georgia, where you were born, hmm. and look how far you have come, though, and say, wow, I've really come a long way and, and really enjoyed the moment? I, you know, thank you. I do, and I really, that's my, I've been really doing this. When I work now, I will say I, I never take it for granted. Um I will take a moment. I remember when I was shooting The Rookie this year, I remember just, you know, because you can get so used to it and you forget, like, how many people it takes to work on a TV show and, like, all the departments and, you know, the I'd say there's 400 people between the, or more maybe, between the payroll department and the wardrobe and the hair and makeup. And one morning I just sort of roll. I drove up onto the, onto the, location and I just stood there and I was like wow I'm so fortunate to get to do this you know and to still love doing it and I did have that moment where I thought wow it's I can't believe how much time has passed but um I I, I just still love it and I love between action and cut especially those moments when you're actually shooting and uh doing the dialogue and yeah it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a moment, and I try to never take it for granted. Wow, do you find the industry very competitive for you now, even when you go on auditions, just like when you first started out? Mm. You know, it's interesting. The industry has changed so much, and probably just in the five years since we spoke, it has become. You know, everything has changed in the fact that there's like the four corporations now own all the studios and the TV shows. So, whereas there was a time when you know we could go, we could get an offer for a part on a TV show. Now you've got to go to two and three calls. You got to go to producers. But luckily, something's happened called the self taping now, where so many auditions now are done either at home or at a taping studio, we're not even going in the room anymore. Really? Um, so that has changed. That's, I, I, I actually like that a lot because, you know, I live now full-time in Palm Springs, so I'm, a, I'm an hour and a half away from Los Angeles. Um, I mean, I'm, in, I'm, I'm there all the time. I drive in all the time. But truthfully now, I can do so many of my auditions with the – you just literally do it with your iPhone. And, really? You know, luckily I had someone to read with me. I booked the rookie off of self tape. Yeah, really? I mean, so it's changed in that. 
Yeah, and even even living being in LA now, even if you're in LA, a lot of casting they just don't have time anymore to hold sessions. So um, on the rookie, the producer was telling me he was able to look at a hundred tape. I mean, this is for all different roles. He was able to go through a hundred audition tapes in the time that it would take to set up ten sessions in the casting office. Because he can literally just sit on his computer and just click and watch and click and watch and click and watch, but so it saves so much time uh, for producers now, um, and so that's been a big change. But on the same token, that has now opened up the competition, so people are self-taping and submitting from all over. You know, so I think it has. I used to have my little my my group of buddies. We called it uh, the usual suspects that would show up at the auditions, and that group has grown and expanded and you know but at the end of the day here's how I look at it I've been doing this for so long that I'm really only competing with myself you know what I what I do speaks for itself I mean it's not brain surgery so people know what Jasper brings to the role and so they either want Jasper or they don't I I don't compete with other actors really just compete with yourself Yeah. yeah and your work is out there yeah, because we all have a different look and different take on things. And at a certain point when you've been working for so long, it's not about who can really do the job. It's like what look do they want for that character, you know. Um, I have my distinct look, and then, you know, they might – they're going to go African-American or they're going to go with a bald guy or, you know. So it's – you just have to sort of realize if it's your job, it's your job. It's not meant to be – let it go. It was it was somebody else's job to get. How often are you given a script to read? Uh, well, generally for TV, we'll get it. We'll get it a, a day or so before. I mean, occasionally it'll be the next day. Um, and now, you know, for auditions, you you really need to be completely off book. You need to. Uh, my advice to all actors are when you are auditioning now. I I look at auditions as if I'm actually shooting the job. So I go in completely like we are literally shooting it that moment. Um I they I just think well maybe they chose to cut me out and not use it, but I don't look at it as an audition. I go in fully prepared, off book, know the lines completely backwards and forwards. I I will hold my pay I will keep my pages and my hand down by my side because god forbid we all can go up and but the truth is if you go up in the moment just ask to start again oh that's you know? okay just, just ask to ask to start over because on a set when you're filming everybody flubs and you just you just say cut and start again so it's um it's really important now because they're going to when they watch the tape they're going to watch you as if you're shoot they want to see exactly what you're going to do on the set so that's how fast it is now. It's it's there's no time to like fumble with your pages and reading off a script. You want to be completely off book. Wow, wow. I I appreciate this insight. This is great, you know. And I do have people who are actors who do listen into the show on occasion, so I'm sure they'll benefit from hearing this. Yeah, I had a I had an actor the other day say, "Well, I mean, I'll, I'll memorize the lines when they pay me to." And I said, "Well, well you're not going to get." They're, you're not going to make it to the paying you stage if you don't memorize the lines now. You know, in other words, 
it's it's just the game has changed. I mean, it, I tell older actors all the time. It's like it's also changed. Like I said, with the technology, like everything, all the casting sites are online. There are no more hard copy pictures and resumes, you know. And it's difficult. I mean, I'm not. I'm 55 and I'm technically challenged, but I I refuse. I I, I have to stay up yeah. on it and know how to download everything and you know use the iPhone and cuz even if you go to a facility where they tape it for you they still have to email it to you or to your reps or you know so it, the the days are over where just an older actor can say oh i can't handle all this you know get off my yes. lawn <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's it's very tough and and i i see it with older older actors we we all it's like things change and it's like you you got to i was close i was close friends with a wonderful actress doris roberts from everybody course, loves raymond yes. and <clears throat> she was a she was a friend for my whole career and i watched how she just said every decade you know she just had to keep rolling you you just got to go with it you got to change and you know um everybody you know all the all of us who used to get the guest stars we've all kind of been bumped down to co-stars now because if you notice on tv all the big movie stars are doing all the streaming shows and all yes. the platforms so so everybody's had to adjust and it's kind of like well if you don't want to adjust you probably should take yourself out of the game oh geez plain and simple <laughs> Yeah, because it's like nobody. I mean, I there's and I say to people, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, <clears throat> I'm done now. I've done. I'm okay now. I'm okay to walk away. You got to know when to fold them. What is that, Kenny? Right? Know when to hold them and know when exactly. to fold them. Yes, yes. Because nobody wants the bitterness of that around. You know, um, I love working with young. That's why I love wor working with the young directors and the young actors because. To them, you have to always remember, this is all they know. So they're coming into the business at this point, just like when I came into it at 23. I didn't know any different. This is this is what I know. I, I'm also really bad. Like I'm trying not to be that person that in L.A. that's always complaining about the traffic, you know, because it, it is a nightmare. But when I moved there at 23, I remember there were older people telling me how bad the traffic was. So – Everything's relevant to where you someone is in their life. So I'm trying not to be that person that's like, oh my God, this effing traffic. Well, it, it, and it's true, it is a nightmare. But but it's not for that young twenty year old who just arrives in Japan. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So it's nice to be around the young energy and the young uh, enthusiasm that that I think I had when I first arrived. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot of it still. <laughs> and that's part of being healthy is all about too. You have that energy, that vibe. Right, and part of getting, part of finally moving full-time to Palm Springs because I'd had a part-time place forever was, it was finding that quality of, that balance, that quality of life for me at this age, you know, of just wanting to be a little more in a smaller town but yet, still close enough to get into LA and get out. Um, that, you know, that mental health aspect affects the physical body, of course. So um, that's, that's been a blessing. And, you know, and, and I, I, I've learned the value of saying no and not being available, 
you know, all the time, having to, to be okay to let, you know, not be able to take every opportunity that comes just, you know, just knowing there's, there's, there's power in, in not being available. Sometimes. So you've turned down work. Well, I mean, I don't, yeah, I hate to say, I don't want to say like, I'm, you know, beating, they're beating down my door, but I have to now pass on, I have to miss certain auditions now because I just can't break my neck getting there. Like today, for example, I got a Geico national commercial audition. They wanted me there at noon, but I had a commitment. I had a thing this morning and I had a commitment to you and I had things, things going on. It's like, I, I just can't. Sorry, I can't make that one. You know, I hopefully you can have me at the callback, or, or I'm okay now with just letting that go, and being okay. The, a younger Jasper would have like beat myself up, like, oh my God, how, I got to make all this happen today somehow. Oh, you would have you would have canceled yeah. this interview for that Geico commercial. Yeah, I would have canceled everything for that Geico commercial, and I don't, I, and I don't do that anymore. Um, wow. yeah, I have to be realistic. Like you live a hundred miles away, you do what you can do. You know, that's just part of the choices you make. There's consequences for choices, good and bad. I, I try to remember that too, you know, so definitely, um, yeah, yeah. You do what you can. Don't, don't kill yourself. Are you at the point where you walk down the street, people know who you are? Uh, well, it's interesting. It, it, uh, well, most people think I'm Danny uh, Danny Trejo, which is h- hilarious because I love Danny. He's this amazing, you know, Hispanic actor who who is like <clears throat> 75 but looks what? 55. Yeah. So uh, sometimes, well, sometimes I'm like, okay, he's 75. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know, if, but we really don't look anything alike. But I I love that. What I get are mostly is people. A lot of times they 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 think they know me or they they can't quite you know I, they can't quite figure it out because um, I, I don't really have I don't have one particular role that is you know that's gone you know I haven't been on a series for years or I haven't done that one part that's made me so recognizable but it's just been an accumulation of like that. I've got this kind of memorable face now, I guess, and the hair and the beard. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, I got it recently. Like, I was at the iPhone store, and this lady was like, "Don't, aren't you an actor?" And I was like, uh, "Try to be, and whatever." <laughs> and she had just seen something on Netflix, you know, the night before, and so I get that kind of thing. They don't really know who I am, but they they, they think I'm an actor, <laughs> so. and that's fine. I love it. That's perfect. I, I, you know, couldn't ask for anything more. You know, the, uh, it's not invasive. And like I said, I, you know, my goal is, I, I, what I'd love to do is, like I said, Crackhead Fred, one of these, I'd like to just be a re- reoccurring or regular fourth, fifth, you know, ensemble member on one of these one hour dramas. Because what's great about those shows is those shows you don't, except for the, maybe the two main leads, you don't work every day. You're not in every storyline, but, you know, you might work one or two days a week or, you know, you you get to flex the acting muscle just enough. And yet you can because, you know, I produce and I write and I do I manage and I have all these other 
hats that I wear. So for me, it would be the perfect kind of uh, job to 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 just work as an ensemble member. That would be amazing. Perfect. And that was leading into my next qu uh, question because I had no idea until recently that in addition to acting, that you produce movies, you own a management and PR company. I mean, what's it like wearing those hats? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, for me, it's interesting because when I moved to L.A. in 87 with, with my girlfriend at the time, Becky, who we we wrote and co-starred and produced a play in Atlanta, this little play, and it got and we brought it out to L.A. And so I've sort of from the, from the time I hit the ground, I've always been writing and producing and doing my own stuff. So I didn't really know how to do it any differently. And so. I've always kind of done that. Acting's always my passion, so I I love when I can just go and be an actor and I don't have to like make decisions and stuff. But um, so I've always kind of done that, and I, it's kept me, you know, a, not having to just wait by the phone for the acting. But when I started the managing, fifteen, sixteen years ago wow. now, um, that really was revolutionary for me as an actor because it really I got to. I think what makes me a good manager is I, I'm still acting. In other words, I'm not I'm not a manager who talks about it from like when I used to do it twenty years ago. You know, so when I'm talking to a client, I can literally talk like I was just in that same casting office wow. two days ago or you know, you know, I just did a self tape, you know, so I but I also get to hear it from the other side from what casting directors are looking for and what what they don't want us to do and what they do want us to do. And I mean, I don't manage myself, right. obviously, you know, I have a manager and I've been with the same agent for 25 years. So there's no conflict on that level, but it does, I do get to see it from all sides and uh, it just made me a better auditioner, a better actor. And I think I'm a lot more compassionate with my clients. So and then adding the PR division was just a natural thing because I've had a I've had publicists my whole career and then I've had I've worked with clients PR firms and at a certain point it just was I just a natural thing it's like wait a minute why don't we just add our own PR division because we it's not brain surgery either you right. know okay <laughs> I mean with all due respect, I mean, none of it's brain surgery. You, you just have to sort of learn how to navigate, and it's just making the contacts of uh, of of the different PR, uh, the, the outlets, the news outlets, and stuff like that. And I'm blessed too that all of my clients are veteran veteran actors and producers and people that you know. I so they they kind of sell themselves. Their their body of work helps get the PR. Also, well, you do have one one young yeah. actor that I know that I've met recently, Adam Limdo, right? Yes, thank you so much for having Adam on your show. He he loved it. Yeah, Adam is really taken off right now from um, playing Carlos Lipback on the last season of uh, of uh, Orange Is the New Black, and all kinds of doors mm, have opened wow. since then. This past six months, he's just just booked a movie, and he's up for TV shows nice. and pilots wow. and mm. um, yeah, yeah. He's an amazing guy and he's based out of New York city. And uh, okay. So here's a great example. Do you know, I've actually never met Adam in person. Are you serious? What? 
So here's an example of, of having an entire business client relationship, never have met in person, have Skyped and FaceTimed and, you know, and phones and emails. And he's probably one, if not my most loyal clients and most honorable, um, we we will meet yeah, <laughs> because you know at one point we will be on the same coast, but it just goes to show you in this day of technology, yes. um, you, you, we actually forget sometimes we haven't met. It's just I've got a couple. Of, I've got two clients like that. I I think actually I did eventually meet. I think Adam might be the last one that we had actually met face to face. But um, but again. I feel like I feel like I've known him for, you know, three years, like he's a family member. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. But also talking to you, that's the kind of impression I get. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's like a personable, it's a really warm feeling, like we really know each other. We haven't met, but we've had that feeling like we know each other, you know? Right. Well, you and I, that's, that's right. We haven't met. And I forget that till you just said that. But yeah. I feel very comfortable yeah. talking with you. I can talk to you for hours, which I won't. Don't worry. But I'm just saying, oh, well, it's so I... cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I think, in, like you said, in this day of technology, you know, my entire management company is run from the phone and the computer. So I can do I do my management in any part of the world or the country. You know, wow. I've I've literally been. I was shooting MacGruber and hanging upside down practically on a <laughs> army tank and my cell phone was in my pocket and it, it buzzed and I knew I had a message, you know, from the company. So it, it, the beauty of the best thing, it's just the best thing I ever did was do that because it's, it's allowed me to do this from wherever I, I'm at. I don't have to live in LA to do it. The only, LA is strictly about the auditioning and the work. And like I mentioned, 90% of that is self-tape now. So if I could figure out a way that they could come to my house and film the jobs, right. then I would never have to even leave. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have to leave my backyard. <laughs> yes. If, if, if only, if only, you know, if only, if, if only. although I, you know, who knows, we may be getting to that point where as actors now we'll, we'll just literally shoot our performances and, <laughs> you know, send it in, and they can edit it into the project, I guess. <laughs> now, you have some movies coming out on Amazon, is that correct? Um, well, I, I, not on um, Amazon as an actor. I, I'm a producer on a, an amazing series called Bronx SIU, and um, we're starting our third season um, to shoot the third season, the second season is out right now. It's on Amazon, and it's actually UMC Urban Movie Channel division of Amazon. Oh. Um, it stars Brian White from Ray Donovan, mm -hmm. and it's basically about a, a detective, you know, police department, in, in obviously in the Bronx, uh, special investigation unit. But we garnered uh, three daytime Emmy nominations for acting last this past oh, year. Wow. Um, yeah, for lead actor, lead actress, and for wow. supporting actor, huh. and we're just just gearing up. Numa Thomas PR is handling this uh, PR for the upcoming Emmys because now it's time to start submitting for the season that's airing right now, season two. Um, and my client Denise Boutet yes, also Denise. stars on the show. Oh, she's great. Yeah, and yeah. Denise is yeah, she's my producing partner in 
my production company and we you know we've been together 15 years from the time she arrived in in actually actually discovered her in da- Dallas, Texas, but you know you discovered she's her? been Actually my my partner my co-partner in the management company at the time was in Dallas and was taking headshot photos of of actors in Dallas and photographed Denise and came back to LA and said I've I've just met the next Halle Berry and I was Whoa. like okay whatever <laughs> yeah. I was laughing like yeah right sure and in those days you know you still had to develop the film because it wasn't digital and sure enough when the film was developed I saw her and I was like oh my god who is this girl and long story short she was working in advertising she wasn't even an actor she was just doing some modeling and she took a leap of faith and took a six month leave of absence from her job and came to LA and within like three weeks she had booked two national commercials wow. and a reoccurring role on Days of Our Lives. Oh, perfect. Because I interviewed yeah. her and she and did been, internet. Go ahead. Yeah, and we've been together ever since and wow. she's family and yeah. She she I got her, you know, the Tyler Perry series, Meet the Browns, and that was her big Oh, you got it her big break. Oh, perfect. Oh, I yes. did, yes. Shocked. And we're back. We've always, we've never left Tyler. And in fact, she's next month in October that he's having a big christening of his new studio and she'll be there. And he's been an amazing part of our life and a part of our career. And, um, just the greatest guy I've ever met in my life. So I never made that connection though with you and Denise, you know, though I interviewed her. I never made that connection. Yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, because a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't realize that I actually own Newman Thomas Management, even though I'm sort of a silent partner. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, Denise is my, Denise is my client and we've been together from the beginning and weathered all the ups and downs and, you know, she's, she's now a veteran. When she started, she was the ingenue, the new girl in town and, you know, she can certainly talk about the ups and downs and hanging in there and yes. having to go from being the new girl to the veteran and reinventing and, you know, staying in the game. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, I always say it's different levels, different devils. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yes. Very well. In any, any career, right? In yes. anything in life. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Now, being yeah. as busy as you are, it must be very demanding for you physically, though. And but how has your health been recently? Because then you have some surgery. Yeah. So let's see. In two, uh, in May of 2016, I had a complete L5 disc replacement in my back. Um, so I have a I have an artificial disc. It was the greatest thing I ever did. Really. Um, I was. Yeah, because, you know, you talk about, you tell somebody you're going to have back surgery, and oh my God, the horror stories that people want to tell you. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But they have come so far. I mean, I've got this amazing, Dr. Brian Perry in Los Angeles, who has worked with, you know, Kobe Bryant and all these amazing sports athletes. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's the procedure, I believe, is only 10 years old in in this country. It was around for a while before, but they... They take out, they literally just take out what's left of the old disc and they put in this artificial, it's kind of made of a sort of rubbery kind of thing. And it's, they, apparently it's guaranteed for life, whether I'd had it at 18 or at, at, well, what was I, 51, I guess, 52. Um, And now I'm scheduled, I've had to postpone twice. I'm, I'm doing a, 
a disc replacement in my neck. I'm having C6, C7 replaced. Really? Um, but I've had to postpone it twice due to work, and I, I, I don't think I can keep postponing it. You know, it's you know, Vincent, it's it's a combination of the years of weight training, first of all, um, the wear and tear on the disc, and then a lot of the stunts I did in movies and mm. TV shows. I wasn't properly trained. I, you know, I would, I would just volunteer to do those stunts that I probably shouldn't have done. Um, I don't do that anymore. Right. You know, I didn't want to be that actor when you're on the set and they're, it's the last take and they're losing light and they're like, Hey Jasper, you know, you're, you're okay to just go up there and roll down the hill, right? We just <laughs> need you to roll down backwards. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I got this, you know? And then, you know, I didn't realize I was injuring myself. And yes. So it's the constant wear and tear on the joints and the disc, and I don't do that any, anymore. In fact, training day, when I guest starred on training day with the late Bill Paxton, that was my first job back after my surgery. It was only so it was January of 2017. It was only about four, five, six months after my surgery, and I said to them, look, guys, I have to have a stunt double. I can't do any, any more falling down and action stuff. So I got the stunt double. It ended up being a fellow actor friend of mine, really? Jonathan Eric Isley, who I didn't even know did stunt work. Um, and he was there, but I ended up having, I was able to do the little bit of stuff they wanted me to do, just take a bullet and then fall onto a pad, you know. Right. But um, that was my first job back after surgery. And it was really it was the greatest thing because I I'd gotten to the point where I had lost all feeling in both legs. I was having really the sciatic on both sides was numb and oh, man. yeah. And so I had pushed it to the right to the brink where my doctor was like, if you don't do it now, you won't be a candidate to do it. Oof. So, Oof. And that's kind of the way my doctor is. He's not pro surgery until you have to have it. And right. so, um, that's where I'm at with the the neck now. It's starting to cause the numbness in the arms. Okay. So Whoa. it's it's pinching. So I say to everyone out there, if you're fortunate to have health care, that's a whole other subject. But if you're able to have good health care and you can get, you know, what they can do in the orthopedic world now is in sports medicine is really amazing. So, you know. Find find the doctor, get the best referrals. You know, talk to people who have had the surgery, and uh, and don't wait because the the longer you wait, the the chances the the results won't be as good. Wow, that's good advice, man. I know we have the hospital for special surgery here in New York. Mm, yes, but to your but to your point, I I'm actually I had to so you know I had to learn I had to modify um, some stuff I do at the gym. I had to. Learned I, part of physical therapy was learning how to now work out with weights to protect my back, you know, and to um, part of the the worst part of that surgery is I literally had a C section. They actually went in from my stomach, really, to get to the to get to the front of the spine. So I had basically what pregnant women have the yes. the C section where they cut across your lower abdomen. So that was the longest healing part of the surgery was that part of it. And it's taken me, I'd say, a good three years to even get back a lot of the abdominal muscle strength that's, that's there because they um, they cut into, you know, they try not to cut the, the, muscle. the muscle. but Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but that was the, the, but yeah, so I've just had to alter my training and be a little more uh, conscious of, uh, of what I'm doing and how I'm positioning my back, my posture and my back and protecting the back. So, um, knock on wood, I haven't had any problems Excellent. since the surgery. Yeah. Some of your exercises you would do seated as opposed to standing, correct? Exactly. So I don't like with squats now, you know, I, I, I have to use the, the, uh, the seated machine. Like they have several with different angles, you yes. know, but the, um, so the, so the back is always positioned. And it, and what I learned is you want to always keep, you don't want your back completely flat against the, the, the bench. You want to leave a little bit of, uh, a, a space. Um, I even take a. I use a rolled up towel mm. at all times that I that I put at my lower back, and <clears throat> when I'm seated on the benches, that gives a natural sort of curve there. Um, so I use that, and then um, yeah. So you're right. I can't do a, most any kind of the freestanding weight stuff like squats where I'm, my back is not supported. Wow. Wow. Are you still yeah. are you still doing I know the last time we spoke you talked about how much you walk and hike. Are you able to, are you able to do the hiking mm. as well? Yeah, that is my that is my go-to um I do that almost every day. There might be a week rarely that I don't walk every day or hike. I it's so funny. I call it hiking. Finally my friend the other day was like, uh Jasper, actually you're just walking in the neighborhood and it's you're you're in hills, but you're on concrete. You might want to say urban hike. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not. People think I'm like up in the mountains, you know, yeah. with rattlesnakes. And I'm I'm a, I'm I'm in the desert adjacent, as I say. I'm I'm in the neighborhood on the on the sidewalk, but I'm up. I like to do a lot of hills, you know. Yes. Um, and I, I do that, and that that seems to keep me mentally and aerobically fit you know yes so that's important yeah mental and cardio yeah and then i i generally i i try to get to the gym twice a week um i do I, what i tend to do is um i'll do legs now i'll do legs now on a separate workout usually and then i do the whole body at one time, one workout. <clears throat> so maybe I'll do three, three times a week, or but definitely once to twice a week for sure. Okay, the weight training, perfect, excellent. Yeah, and I do pull. I have pull up bar. I do a lot of pull up stuff at home. Um, I have a pull up bar, and then I do abdominal work at home on my own, and you know, push ups and stuff like that. So. Um, Excellent. But really, I think diet and then the 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 walking is what keeps me fit, oh, and then yeah. the train the weight training just sort of maintains the muscle that I've developed already. Yeah, but what about um, flexibility? What about stretching? Now I'm really bad. I I should be. I I have to cop to it. it it's something I need to be be better at. You know, I was a gymnast all those years when I was younger and. I've always had this thoughts like, well, I was a gymnast and I'm always going to be limber. So mm. I don't stretch like I should and I, I should be doing it. I say to everybody, yes, that's as we get older, especially, I know that's a big part of it. And I'm trying to be, Come on. I'm trying to incorporate that into my workout better. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I tell everyone, if you, if you have a cat or a dog, what do you see them doing every, every time you turn around? They're stretching. 
Stretching. That's Stretching. right. Yes. If they yes. if they're doing it because they know naturally it's the right thing to do, what's what's our problem? We need to do it as well. It, Exactly. And then, you know, I did, there was a, po- a point a few years ago, I, t- I did Pilates. I actually hired a Pilates trainer who has yes. the, the box, you know, the actual yeah. box. And, it, you know, for me, I guess coming from weightlifting, I, I just, I, I was so used to feeling, mm-hmm. you know, the, the pump and the yes. thing. I, I just didn't, it just didn't work for me. So, um, but just your old fashioned or not old fashioned, but your basic yoga stretches, um, uh, I'm trying, my goal is to incorporate a yoga class once a week, it, maybe take it on a Sunday, you know, yes. um, that's my goal. Cause they do offer it at the gym. I work out here in Palm Springs. Oh, and so man. that's my, that's going to be my, you're going to be, you're motivating me yes. to, to, to do that. Because again, it shows, you know, I, 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 just cause I've been working out so long doesn't mean I can't still learn and add stuff to my to my uh workout regime most definitely yes we're always learning yeah yes what what uh advice would you give to an, a, a young actor just starting out when it comes to their health the importance of their health well here's the thing i'm i have started this thing now i'm a big proponent for mental health and so i've mm. been saying and people think i'm kidding but when actors say to me, oh, i got to spend this money on my headshots and my acting classes, and I, I'm always saying to people, that's great, but I'm going to recommend right off the bat, if you can get access to a therapist, hmm. a social worker, somebody that is going to be there for you, to listen to you as you begin this journey, because honestly, your friends don't want to hear it. If you're lucky enough to still have a parent who cares, that's great, huh. but mental having a therapist really because i think i'm a big proponent of it because it's to me it's just like going to the gym you know you work your muscles but if you don't take care of your mental health yeah especially in a business that is based on rejection and Mm. constant Mm. constant tapes in your head of you weren't good enough and you weren't this and you weren't enough and you weren't tall enough and you're not big enough and you're fat and you're too skinny and we're not going in that direction. We're going in not your direction, wow. especially when you're young. It's like you just if you can find that that person or that person persons or that group that support group yes. that you can go to and be supported. That that along with great nutrition and a, and a workout regime that works for you and mm. you know decide what what kind of body you want. You know decide what kind of health you want but take it do it early on and and try to be you know try to be the the best you can be not trying to look like kim kardashian or jasper cole or vincent ferguson you know you 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 want you want to look your best whatever that is and uh Hmm. but i'm a big proponent of of mental mental health mental health wow Uh, that's mental mental health maintenance you know good mental health Yes. And there's no shame in, you know, um, I mean, you don't, you don't have to be medicated all the time. The cognitive therapy is is great. I mean, that's just like going to the gym and, 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 and working out the body. You, you want to talk talk therapy and talk it out. Yes. Um, hmm. And like I said, you don't you really don't want to burden your friends with it because they've got their own issues. And and especially if it's an actor friend. They <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Part of it is because acting is such a self-involved business because 
it, people say how narcissistic actors are. Well, the problem is it's a built-in problem because you, your your body, your your person is is the product. So the more you can get out of yourself and and give to service, you know, help others, go out, volunteer during the day, just anything to take your mind off yourself. Wow. So it's not about you 24 hours a day. Hmm. Um, I didn't have children, but and it's the thing I probably regret because everybody I know who's had a kid, yes. it, it immediately makes you not the center of the universe mm, anymore. That's true. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it allows you to show you, 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 you have unconditional love for, I guess the next thing would be like a pet. You know, if you, if you've ever had a, an animal, a cat or a dog, you suddenly get out of your, out of yourself. So, Oh yeah. That's, um, mm. that's, that's my advice. Yeah. Well, that's very good advice, Jasper. <laughs> And Jasper Cole, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show again. <laughs> Buddy, it's been my pleasure. I, I just say keep up the great work. Thanks for all your support. Um, I'm really a fan of yours as well. And it's, it's just great to be able to talk to someone who, you know, I, I'm envious of what you help so many people every day by by helping them stay healthy and, and uh it's it's a great thing that you do. So congratulations, and and, and and congrats on the success of the show. I'm so happy I could be there in the beginning, oh, yeah. and sure? and Definitely. I'm happy to come back and and keep it going with you. Oh man, thank you, and I hope you do it again. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring. That you will continue tuning in to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.